You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. If you're new to this, Shot in the Dark is basically a 15 minutes or less podcast where I break down shows that you might not have time to watch, like NXT UK, AW Dark, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, 205 Live, Main Event, and much more. So like I like to say, let's get right down to it. AW Dark, as Excalibur said, this is a moderately large size edition, which means only 12 matches, 90 minutes. Big fan of this. Real breeze to get through. Um, Excalibur is joined by Taz and Anthony Ogogo, who is back after a couple weeks being away from AEW Dark. Our first match was Mike Verna with a record of 0-3 versus Ricky Starks with a record of 16-2. and uh, Nice showing from Ricky Starks. He was winning with the Spear. I feel like he hasn't used his Rochambeau finisher in a while. Um, I could be wrong about that, but um, nice alternative with the Spear from a, a small, leaner guy. He actually is able to execute it pretty well. Match number two, Fuego del Sol and Ryzen. Versus the team of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with a record of 16 and 5. Number 3 in the tag team division accompanied by Marco Stunt. Uh, no Tarzan Boy theme song, so I guess that's only for when Jungle Boy comes out for his solo matches. I'm okay with that. Uh, Ryzen and Delso, they seem to not get a, along in this match. They're not on the same page. But Jurassic Express does hit an assisted powerbomb on Delso, followed by the snare trap submission by Jungle Boy for the victory. Match number three, Marty Daniels making her debut versus Ty Conti with a record of 4-1. A really quick but extremely dominant win by Conti, winning with what she calls the TKO. Match number four, 10-man tag team. The team of Sean Dean, Zach Clayton, Adam Priest, Danny Limelight, and Fari Morales versus the Dark Order represented by Stu Grayson, Evil Uno, 5-10, and Colt Cabana. Um, Evil Uno gets the pin on Adam Priest after Grayson hits the fatality tag team finisher. Match number 5, Louis Valley with a record of 0-5 versus Powerhouse Hobbs with a record of 7-6, accompanied by Hook. Uh, early on, Valley gets busted wide open, and he gets thrown to the outside, and Hook hits him with a nice-looking throw, which his dad, his dad is very proud of. And Hobbs hits a, uh, like a world's strongest slam, falling power slam maneuver for the win. Then after the match, he hits another one, just for good measure. 
match number six. Leva Bates would work at a four and one versus Red Velvet would work at a five and ten. Uh, Ogogo is very curious to where Yo Mama's Kitchen actually is from. That's where Red Velvet gets announced from, <laughs> and they announce this match as the Battle of Blue versus Red. Nice little shout out to Halo. Velvet hits with her single leg drop kick for the win. Match number seven: Casey Navarro and El Australiano making his debut versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver from the Dark Order with a record of 3-6. and six. Uh, Casey Navarro, you might have just seen him in the Super X Cup in Impact Genesis. And Australiano is better known as Australian Suicide for his time in AAA. He was also slated to appear in the next season of Lucha Underground before it got canceled. At this point, Scorpio Sky joins commentary, plugging his new podcast. And Reynolds gets the pin on Australiano with a Fisherman Suplex Package. Match number eight, Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo, who have a record of 0-1 versus the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison with a record of 4-7. and At this point, pretty Peter Avalon joins commentary to do some scouting, and right away he gets smitten by Lee Johnson since he's perfect for his pretty pageant. Pillman does get the pin on Solo after hitting the dropkick off the top rope to Solo, who was on Garrison's shoulders. Then Avalon gives his 8x10 to Johnson on his way out. And usually in the past, when uh, Avalon tries to court somebody with his picture, they kind of rip it up or throw it away. Johnson, he didn't totally disregard him. He just looked at it, took it, and walked to the back. So I'm not sure what's going on here. Uh, there's going to be some sort of dissension between Johnson and um, the Nightmare family at this point. Lee Johnson still is winless in his career, so maybe maybe he needs Pretty Peter Avalon to turn him around. Match number nine, Alex Gracia with a record of one and six versus Anna Jay with a record of six and four. Uh, something I noticed with whenever Anna or Ty come out, uh, they're accompanied by their best friend, and they usually come out of separate tunnels. So Anna Jay comes out of the heel tunnel while Ty comes out of the face tunnel. Um, nice little touch there. Extremely quick win by Jay, winning with the Queen Slayer submission. So nice dominant um, performance from both of these girls. Match number ten. The NWA Women's World Champion Serena Deeb with a record of 4-2, and two, ranked number 4 in the women's division versus Tisha Price. Uh, something really weird about this, Tisha was already in the ring when the match started, which is weird because literally everybody on AEW Dark gets an entrance. This is the first time I've seen somebody actually in the ring. And she was actually accompanied by um, a gentleman who they barely even mentioned. Uh, I later looked it up and found out that his name is Joe Brody, a.k.a. Brosif. So I'm thinking maybe because his name was Brody, they didn't want his name on the screen or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, the announcers pretty much barely even mentioned him. Deeb does get the win after hitting her detox. Match number 11, we see Baron Black and Nick Camarado versus a team of Bear Country, Bear Bronson and Bear Boulder with a record of 0-2. At this point, Taz tries to explain what upstate New York means. He says that anything above Westchester counts as upstate New York. Uh, Excalibur says that he used to live in Westchester, and everybody thought that he lived upstate. I feel the same pain, Excalibur. Bear Country, they get their first win after Bronson hits a splash off of Boulder's shoulders onto Baron Black for the pen. I really like Bear Country. They come out with these like um, leather face from Texas Chainsaw Massacre type mask on. Very spooky look. Uh, I feel like they're going to get signed pretty quick. And our main event was Chaos Project with a record of 7-4 and four versus Top Flight with a record of 1-4. and four. They, for some whatever reason, show the replay of Snoop Dogg hitting his dog splash on Serpentico from Dynamite. Uh, Dante Martin does get the pin on Serpentico after hitting a pretty innovative move. Um, Serpentico was tied up in the corner, and then um, Dante comes and runs with a dropkick in the corner for the win. We now go into NXT UK. We start with a number one contendership for the NXT UK Women's Championship, Ginny versus Piper Niven. Uh, towards the end of the match, Joseph Connors comes out to observe the match, and he uh, even pushes Ginny out of the way to take the brute of a cannonball from Niven. At the end, he trips up Niven for Ginny to roll her up for the pen. So Ginny and Connor do, do form some sort of alliance here as Ginny goes for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, we get a quick promo from Pretty Deadly saying that Gallus is scared of them. And then we see a video hyping up Aoife Valkyrie as well. We get a video interview with Tyler Bate 
uh, st- talking about his loss to A-Kid and saying that he's learned a lesson from this, uh, similar to the one that Trent Seven did recently. So it looks like they're both going to be going through some sort of change. We then see uh, Sam Granwell, who was watching this video on his uh, phone, pretty much looking in disgust. We get an episode of Supernova Sessions with Noam Dar. Today's guest is Ben Carter. Uh, Dar starts with a list of his New Year's resolutions, saying that pretty much he'll win every title and award there is in NXT UK. He introduces Ben Carter as Ben Carpenter and makes some uh, pretty corny woodwork jokes. Carter says he's happy to be there. He wants to fight the very best, which prompts Cruiserweight champion Jordan Devlin to come out. Devlin is upset that Carter has been on the show before him. Uh, Dar calls Devlin not the real Cruiserweight champion, just an interim champion. Carter actually disagrees, and he challenges Devlin to defend the title against him. Devlin agrees for a match tonight, uh, even though Carter's debut was not scheduled till next week. Sid Scala comes out, says he'll be doing some moving around for tonight to make this match happen. We get a backstage promo from the women's champion Kaylee Ray talking about Ginny. Says that all the money in the world can't buy the women's title. It takes talent to win that, and this title belongs to her. We go to Dave Mastiff versus Saxon Huxley. This stems from three weeks ago when Mastiff came out to help Levi Muir and Jack Stars from a beatdown from Huxley. Uh, Mastiff wins this one pretty quick with the cannonball in the corner. They show a video package hyped up next week's UK Championship match between Walter and A-Kid, and they also announce that Sam Granwell and Tyler Bate will have a match as well. Our main event, Cruiserweight Championship champion Jordan Devlin defending against Ben Carter. A great match here. Amazing first showing from Ben Carter in WWE. Uh, after escaping the Clover relief, Carter gets hit by the devil inside by Devlin for the win. Me personally, I would love to see Carter win this title eventually and then head over to the States and have a unification match with Santos Escobar in the near future. Hopefully that's something that they can make happen. 205 Live, Ashanti the Adonis defeated Arya Davari with a long kiss goodnight after showing a little bit of a knee injury. And then William Regal says that starting next week, 205 Live will also have matches for the upcoming Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And since the winners will get the cup as well as the Tag Team title shot, and he announces the teams of Undisputed Era, Everrise, Prezangle, Curse Dallion, and August Gray, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, the Bollywood Boys, and Imperial. As of right now, there's only been 12 teams announced, so I'm not sure if it's going to be a triple threat main event for the finals or if they're going to announce uh, four more teams to make it an even 16. Our main event, a little preview of the Dusty Classic. We see August Gray and Curse Dallion defeated the Bollywood Boys um, after Gray gets the pin on Samir. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong actually starts with Filthy Tom saying that Tyler Russ could not cut it in Team Filthy, and he's been future endeavored, and tells him to take a vacation down in Florida, which is a little funny considering that Tyler Russ is now Russ Taylor in NXT. Clark Connors defeated Kevin Knight. Uh, Knight showed a little frustration after the match and pushed Connors away from him. Rocky Romero defeated the DKC. After the match, DKC asked, actually asked Shibata if he could join the New Japan Dojo. Shibata comes out and says, come with me, as he takes him back there. So pretty cool. We might see a little reinvention from DKC, possibly shedding his name and his look to join the Young Lions. We get an interview with Kevin Kelly with Bateman from Ring of Honor, who says that he'll have his debut soon with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he even talks about his past, how he was trained in a dojo, but because of his bad behavior, he was kicked out of it. And the main event was Danny Limelight, J.R. Kratos, and their mystery partner, Chris Dickinson, the newest member of Team Filthy, defeated Brody King and the Regal Twins after Dickinson gets the pen after a Death Valley driver on one of the twins. And then after the match, all six men brawl. And then backstage, says Dickinson says that he's been dreaming about being in New Japan Pro Wrestling his entire career, and this is his goal. So I'm actually happy to see Dickinson here, as uh, I've been following him in the Indies for quite some time. Uh, main event, Slapjack defeated Akira Tozawa with an assist by Mustafa Ali. And Ricochet defeated Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak actually came out with a little bit of new music and a new look as well. Ring of Honor just had a best of 2020 show, so nothing new from Ring of Honor this week. 
and the WWE Network editions for the week saw Evolve 142, which had Walter vs. Josh Briggs, Kurt Stallion vs. Matt Seidel, and Arturo Rujas vs. Timothy Thatcher. We also got a Best of Progress Wrestling Unboxing, which is usually the christmas theme show, with matches such as Tony Storm vs. Kaylee Ray, Pete Dunne vs. Fabian Eichner, Rampage Brown vs. Flash Morgan Webster, Jordan Grace vs. Ginny, Pete Dunne vs. Tyler Bate, Mustache Mountain vs. Dan Maloney and Rampage Brown. We also saw two new episodes of ICW Fight Club. And last little mention here, uh, check out my reports on PulseWrestling.com. This past weekend, I reviewed the Super X Cup that had such names as Blake Christian, Trey Lamar, and Ace Austin on Impact Genesis, as well as MLW Fusion, which this week will get the debut of Mil Mortez. And that is it for this episode, so catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.